Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts. And I'm James Anderson, your other host. On this show, we're going through the MCU in... We're going through the MCU in... On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. That is so true. And James, we are approaching the end of the 80s. Oof, yeah. Things are... The Berlin Wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and other stuff that all you older folks will get. Living Color, the band, not the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all sorts of stuff that us older folks would get. Yeah, because I'm still a baby. Um, I mean, I'm not even a baby yet, technically, in this timeline. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and I'm in school at this point. It's yeah, fun to check in fun? with where we are in time. Hey, where was our <laughs> guest at that this time? Uh, Mike? Uh, hi, I'm Mike. Uh, I was uh, what I like to call uh, a-, a more of an Ant-Man version of Mike because in 1989, I was one year old. Nice. I thought you were going to say, I lived with my aunt. <laughs> oh. I was, an, I was an ant, comma, man. <laughs> I, I had an already aunt. become an ant. <laughs> or like, you know, like, okay, so you know how there's like, you know, like daddy's girl, right? Or like, yeah. you know, mama's boy. I was an Ant-Man. You yeah. Know? yeah. No, exactly. I kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an I'm more of an Ant Man. I'm more of an Ant Man. Well, I'm an Uncle Girl, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, Peter Parker. An Uncle Woman. Yeah, it depends. On, I mean, Aunt Peter Parker is way more of an Uncle. Uncle girl Lady than... is actually pretty fun. <laughs> uncle Lady kind of sounds like Lunch Lady somehow. Uncle Lady. Yeah. Oh, Uncle Lady. Actually, that sounds bad. Actually, that sounds like like a family that was not accepting. Yeah, it's I know, so maybe we, I we we recorded a Luke Cage episode where there we was did. a similar. We did. I actually just finished editing it. That, that, wait, did that one already come out or is it coming out soon? Uh, I've edited a bunch of stuff yeah. uh, of, because of going on vacation. Uh, yeah. Because uh, today is June 22nd and I'm going to be going on vacation in just two days. Yep. So I have a bunch of stuff that I can't remember what has been edited yeah, and published. And edited this is and the waited. last time we're going to record uh, for almost a month, which is kind I of know. Oh, wow. pretty wild, yeah. right? That is wild. This is the sort of thing that happens during the summer and then yep. during winter break. Yeah, sure. And that's the only time. It's like, what's fun is that there are times where we get like three months ahead of time in schedule, like in recordings. And then, you know, you're like, that's great <laughs> because then we're doing the holidays and all that other stuff. And then all of a sudden we go, we've got two weeks worth of content. We've got to start recording. You know, so it's like. <laughs> like yeah, we, had, sure. we had an episode recording recently where it was like, we can't postpone this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is it a load-bearing um, episode. It, I mean, it really was. Yeah. <laughs> it was the first episode that would come out after I got back from Texas. Yeah. Okay. Um, from my second trip, because I have a family vacation, then I have a... Uh, a this is going to be a weird thing. It's a work trip, which I'm putting in heavy quotations. Okay. Because it is technically work stuff, but also, like, I want to be there. Like, this is a fun uh, convention. And it's a fun time work in Austin, trip. Texas for me. Yeah. Um, but... It's that thing where then I have to drive back to Maryland. Right. So it's like I'm getting into town like on the 12th, um, right. maybe the 13th. Again, that's going to be a, the, the, the traveling is going to be a little wonky. We'll see. But then like the 14th, this was the episode that's like basically the day that I get back into town. Yeah. It's like that's the next episode. Yeah. Um, so we're like, we've got to do this one. Right. Anyway, that's all the behind the scenes. Yeah. We hope you've enjoyed Mike, this. welcome. <laughs> yes, what what a great intro. I I, I enjoyed being part of it. Um, the played the tangents Uncle theme Lady. during the intro. I know, yeah. uh, but yes, uh, I I figured I'd use an Ant Man pun because we're, we're we're talking about some Ant Man. We sure are. <laughs> wait, wait, now, wait, hold on, hold on one second. Welcome to our guest, Mike. 
Then the tangents theme plays. Then we get into the episode. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much what it's going to be. Yep. Um, it, it's not like, you know, this I, This is unprecedented. This has happened before. Yeah. yeah. No Listen, president. If you've heard it before, it was most likely Mike's fault. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mike, <laughs> yep, me. Let, me ask you, me. let me ask you a quick question before we do uh, the little scenario, the little scene read and everything. <laughs> oh, I like this scenario. Um, Are we role playing yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Well. Hang on now. A uh, little live action MCU theater. Um, no. So my question is, of course, you know the question. You know what's coming. Mike, tell us about your show and where people can find it. Uh, you say show. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I'm part of one half of Good Morning Greendale. Uh, we do com- we uh talk about community mostly kind of not really we just kind of go off of weird tangents so if you like tangents uh there's another place for that you can hear me tangent um we're in the the last bit of season six so you can find us at good goodmorninggreendale.com and we will uh, probably be going off to futurama before too soon uh but yeah. uh that will be at back to futurama.net let me ask you a question uh before uh i realized that i was like this is the only question that we're moving on but actually i do have a question so when the movie inevitably happens, right. comes out and everything, how are you guys going to cover the movie? You know, I think we... Scene by scene? Or? I, I, well, you know, I feel like that... It, well, I mean, I don't know if it's going to jump in between uh, flashbacks and what have you, but like, um, I know that there are some podcasts that do scene by scene, um, and we would, would never want to jump step on anybody's toes. So I think right. we're just going to kind of take it as, as a piece of media and go from there. That's what you did with uh, a couple of the Futurama movies, if I recall correctly. Uh, so Futurama movies are very sp- uh, interesting because they cut uh, Fox cut them up or whoever made them. I think right. it was Fox uh, cut them up into f- into four each one. Mm. So we covered each episode. I seem uh, to recall air. you all recorded them just at once per movie, though. I I'm don't. Just... <laughs> oh, okay. I, I now I, now I have to go man. back now I have to go back in my memory and remember what we did. You, you, there was a little brief moment of like not exactly terror, but like concern of like not remembering this. I was like, Mike's I know, face. I know, I made that content. Do I remember <laughs> making that content? Do I remember what that content was? No, none of that. That's content brain. I get it. <laughs> I literally just before we started recording this, I did a stream today. I could not tell you half the stuff we talked about. Like, yeah, I yeah. mean, just immediately, it's all gone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All I remember about the most recent episode that we recorded, me and me and my uh, co-host Ben, uh, was uh, we talked a lot about step by step, and I think that might have been the pre-show banter that's on our Patreon that we we have. But wow, nice plug! Thank you. Wow, subtly plugging a place for our listeners to give you money. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, just to make sure, we know to not have Mike back again. <laughs> yeah, I would, hold on. I just, I'll just execute Plan Delta here. Yeah. Oh, all right, good. Go, what the? We, we said plug your work, but not, 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 not like not, that. Not, plug not your like work, that. but not, not that way. Financially, <laughs> not, you yeah, all know like where that. you should be going. Oh yes, <laughs> absolutely. Y'all should be uh, supporting Support the... them and yeah. us and all the but shows that you like. Scav- Scavnet needs needs your support as, uh, always. So I, I'm True. I'm totally needs. Uh, wow. Okay, Mike. Well, well I mean, you listen, know. <laughs> I I hate to do this, but I, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> it's a pledge drive episode. It's not a pledge drive episode. Could it listen, be? The the website second by second. Money, you know. <laughs> Wait, are we doing now second by second uh, podcasts? 
Yes, this scene will be 50 episodes long. Oh, did you mean 1931? Anyway, um, let's <laughs> get him. into it. This is Ant-Man starting at the very beginning of the movie, starting starting that whole dang thing off, and going until two minutes and six seconds. And here is what happens. 1989. We see a building being built. Ooh, fun how that works. It's probably about 50% done. The scale of it is impressive. It looks like it'll be the crown jewel of of uh, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. and will surely stand the testament of time. Hank walks into a large conference space in the headquarters and calls out to Stark. Stark quietly notes that Hank doesn't sound happy. He stands up to greet Pym, but also comments that he's supposed to be in Moscow. Pym tells him that he took a little detour and slams a container of red liquid down the table through your defense lab. Stark and Carson look at it. Peggy Carter. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Woo. She's woo! back, baby. Secretly married to Cap this whole time. Woo. No, so true. No ring, though. I don't no. know. Whoa. Well, you got to keep, no, you got to keep that. You got to keep, she's a spy. She would, uh, true. she would think of that. I'm kidding. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Peggy Carter. Uh, the ring is, is there. Carter belt. What? <laughs> what? What's that? Peggy Garter? What? Uh, Peggy <laughs> Garter is there and she reaches Boom. for it. Tell me this isn't what I think it is. It depends if you think it's a poor attempt to replicate my work. Even for this group, that takes nerve. Kind of sound a little Michael Douglas like right now, actually. Yeah, feeling pretty for good sure. about that. Um, Mitchell Carson reminds him that he is instructed to go to Russia, that he sorry, and that he's a soldier. Pym cuts him off, saying, "I'm a scientist." Stark tells him to act like one. The Pym particle is the most revolutionary science ever developed. Help us put it to good use. Pym strikes back with. I let you turn me into your errand boy, and now you try and steal my research? Carson retorts, If only you protected Janet with such ferocity, Dr. Pym. What what Start- a choice of things to say. Just terrible, terrible mm-hmm. choice here. Stark closes his eyes and shakes his head. He knew that that one was too far. <laughs> Hank takes a moment to look distraught, but it's an act as he uses this to get closer to the table and then slam Carson face first into it. It's very much a, oh my God, it's an RKO, right? Yeah, out of nowhere. It's great. The way he's like, oh, right? He kind of like leans on the table and now his hands are really close. So he just reaches up and boom. It's great. It's That is WWE selling it. I thought it was a very, just a very unrealistic punch, like a very no wind up, just like straight to the, it makes so much more sense that he just, he closed the the hood of the car, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's what Um, I like to call it. Close the hood of the car. Yeah. What is really interesting though Another is that person. I also had a memory of him punching him. Yeah. And what I am genuinely wondering is, is if someone gave a note later on going, this doesn't make sense, and they just redid part of the shot. Right. I mean, I also I believe be that I accidentally incept the both of the both of us all the time. That's sure. also fair. <laughs> a, a weird Mandela effect. Yeah. Right. Like a personal, like localized. Like uh, what's what's Mitchell Carson's actor's name again? Martin Donovan. <laughs> Martin Donovan effect, yeah, a it's little bit. It's the yeah. same name. It's I know. The, yeah, it's why really are you the saying the same name over Yeah, yeah. I, I can't the see the thing. difference. <laughs> All right, so back to it. He does the RKO, and uh, Carson comes back with a bloody nose. Peggy pulls Pim away. He tells Carson that if he mentions his wife again, he'll show him ferocity. Carson looks to Stark, but he isn't going to help. <laughs> Pim formally tenders his resignation, which Stark formally refuses. Hank, we need you. The Pym Particle is a miracle. Please, don't let your past determine the future. 
Pym tells him that as long as I'm alive, nobody will ever get that formula. He walks out the door, <laughs> which Carson believes is a mistake. They shouldn't let him leave the building. You lied to him, and now you want to go to war with him? Yes, our scientists haven't come close to replicating his work. Stark reminds him that Pym just kicked his ass, full size. Does Carson really want to find out what it's like when you can't see him coming? And this may be the very first MCU fuck around and find out statement. <laughs> Stark concludes that he's known Pym for a long time. He's not a security risk unless they make him into one. Peggy quietly accepts, but Carson is still seething, plotting. Mm. Mm. I, so I, that's the scene. I would definitely not be happy if my face just got smashed into, the, into a table, even if I for sure. fucking done. deserved it. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, I, here is a very fascinating thing about this sort of world and life, right? Like, my favorite thing is the people who, like, say something that is fucked up beyond all belief, right? Yeah. And then they, like, again, they fuck around, and then here's the find out phase. And then right. they get mad that they found out, right? Sure. right? Yeah, no one, no one really likes to find out. Everybody right. loves to fuck around. Every, fucking around Absolutely. is fun. Finding out I, is not. True. And as a white man, he's like, I never find out. This right. is upsetting. What's happened, right? <laughs> They're um, not used to the finding out stage. Right. Correct. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, he gets slammed into the table. And the thing is that, of course, he's also like, well, surely you're going to back me up. And they're all like, whoa, no, dude. Like, you messed up. Own it. <laughs> this is you finding like, out, Bruh. my man. <laughs> it's a little bit of like... Is it me that's wrong? No, surely. What's, what's it's it? the what's children the, who are wrong. It's the children who are wrong. <laughs> I was gonna say, Am I, don't I know so the out of touch? No, of it. it's the children who are wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, and this this all really goes back to the Agent Carter sort of uh, SSR slash Stark. Like, it's not like a boys club and it's not like a whatever, but it's sort of like, the uh, sort of rigors of of rank are not strictly observed. So you sure, can't right? like go to your boss and be like, hey, he punched me without your boss being like, well, did you deserve it? Because right. <laughs> right. as, well, also- as, as uh, um, Howard Stark, I've been punched in the face deservedly many times. So that's what we're going with. <laughs> it's also a very interesting thing, right? Because Carson himself is not like a scientist, right? right. Like he's He's one of the like... When you look at like Shield, right? Especially what we know of like the agents of Shield, right. like everyone typically knows something about science, or at least understands science. Like they might not be a scientist themselves, right. but there's knowledge that they can sure. figure out or whatever. Um, and then there's like your agents, and then your there's your field operatives that are you know just science only. There's people who kind of fill that in between. Right. And so he's clearly not one of the science based people. Right. He's clearly we're like we're talking tactician, like I'm right. sending you into the field, you're a soldier. And he's like, right. mm, no. Um, and so the thing is that like it's fascinating because he thinks that because he and Stark have been making so many calls together that surely Stark will have his back. But he since he's a scientist and he appreciates and respects Hank very clearly, yeah. he's like Hank he, like he's gonna have Hank's back. But then Peggy, who should also be like, you know, on the like soldier aspect is very clearly like a better person. So she's also so like he's not getting support from like either side that he thinks he should be pulling. Right. Right. Um, 
yeah. don't know what their ranks are respectively. And like, so I'm sure there is technically a hierarchy, technically like he is above Pym, but right. like at the same time, you know, Pym very clearly is one of the biggest names they've ever had. Right. So, you right. know, yeah. good luck. You well, know? and like Peg, you know, Project Rebirth was all about taking a, a you know, a no one and turning them into, uh, mm-hmm. you know, taking like it does you, you don't the line of of promotion and whatever there's no time for that like with that so peggy is clearly like it's a it's a merit based thing and right. i think that howard stark is also like you know with with jason wilkes it's like this guy is brilliant that's all i need i is don't she need technically the current director of shield i think so I think so, so yeah, so it's wild that he's like, I mean, surely you'll slap him on the wrist, right, boss? And she's like, no. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> um, Are you new? Yeah. Um, I love the camaraderie of uh, I'm a scientist, then act like one. And let me like, mm-hmm. ooh, just everything about the pacing of that dialogue. Yeah. I'm like, Howard Stark, I would continue to follow you into hell like i you know i would i would have an agent carter and i will continue to in this scene like right i think this scene is pretty incredible kind of to begin with especially because you know this movie is creating this whole ant-man world right being able to anchor that with howard stark and agent carter and kind of design this scene to kind of put hank pym on that level with this right previously unknown to the audience solution to this thing and and yes uh, people came into ant-man thinking oh wow it's a guy that can really shrink and do stuff um but like kind of putting it in that universe and like saying yes howard stark and hank pym are equals at the very least they they might have different opinions on how to go about science and stuff and i think that's a really incredible and a great touch to start this movie off which is kind of a almost an unknown to a lot of audiences. Um, So, okay, I have two very, well, one quick thing and then one uh, over scale kind of question or large scale kind of question. The first thing I will say is that, like, I think it's also very interesting to look at this because, again, like, Hank has started that, like, kind of downward turn internally and everything like that, right? Mm -hmm. And whether they were friends or just, you know, uh, coworkers that really understood and got along well, right? Like, this is the start of we haven't seen it yet, obviously. We'll see it, you know, in the future. But, you know, this is, I don't know, the moment or what where Pym becomes very anti Stark. Right. He is like so adamantly against him, despite Stark actually still being pro Pym. Right. Right. And I don't think just because of him wanting to like have his scientific, you know, stuff around him, I think right. that he again respects him. But right. it's interesting how they interact with things very differently, right? Sure. Right. But this might be jumping the gun a little bit, and I think that this might be technically one of James's questions. Um, but because of some some of the stuff that we've already talked about, it makes me really want to get into this. So technically, there is one more 1989 episode after this, but we already recorded it, and because it's out of order, we didn't think about some of this stuff. So there's no more 80s episodes, quote unquote. After this, mm-hmm. there's there's one more again, but we already recorded it. Sure, and and um, who knows when you'll have to pick something up. It's um, Carol Danvers. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, that makes sense. So my question, though, for you is, is whether it's based on something from this scene or any other knowledge that you have of the 80s in the MCU, 
what is something that you wish we could either see more of, whether it's like it actually gets put into like a future project for a flashback or just like what's something that you wish we had seen more of, but you don't think we ever will. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay. Cause I'm wondering if we're all going to have a similar response. And to be clear, it doesn't have to be about this scene, but I, but I am wondering if anything from this sort of, you know, um, leans in like in like in 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 terms of like marvel or in terms yeah. of like history uh oh i guess both okay. like okay so what do you mean in in terms like of i was like history? i was like okay so like the 80s so like um excuse i'm pardon me for this as being where my brain went but like the aids crisis or like uh iran contra or whatever like but that's not what necessarily you were. You sure. Were I mean, I will say something like that, right. Where like, they probably wouldn't do like AIDS AIDS. Right. But like, I feel like right. they would definitely do some sort of like thing that is the yeah. MCU version of that or just Marvel right. version of that. And like, right. how would sure. they deal with it to, yeah. Yeah. And put a different president in because we all know right. who was really to blame for right. a lot of that. Right. But, um, I mean, I, I ran Contra like, you, there's not actually too many steps between that and them, them like, you know, Stark is like, I'm not going to do that. And they're like, fine, we'll go somewhere else. And then that's what that is. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, like, and so that, but we yeah. don't need to get into like current events. We can, we can sure. do like, yeah, uh, yeah. like, like Marvel events. All right. I mean, you my go to and my, uh, cl- so close to my heart undeservedly because it, it's it's too ridiculous and whatever uh inferno i i would love to see an inferno uh mm. situation which is where uh demons uh came up from hell and um uh madeline Pryor, who i think was married to scott summers at the time was the demon queen and like they kidnapped franklin richards and like so then what you want basically based for based around that then is then to also when it eventually comes out, all of the X Men and yes. Fantastic Four would be flashbacks, not set in modern time, uh, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or at least the, at least the first iteration of X Men yeah. would be in the past, and then like anything that we meet I mean, now is different. I don't think that there was anything possible. necessarily that puts it specifically in the eighties, other than the fact that they were making it in the eighties. Um, the comic, so, you mean? Yeah. So it, yeah. so it, it could, you know, I'd be fine with a, with just a Marvel miniseries. They won't do it, sure, because of just it being. It's just, yeah. There are a lot of parents that would go Disney and demons. <laughs> yeah. The also like the text boxes in these comics were Heavy. ridiculous. Like yeah. it was like so. Anyways, yeah. This is what's going on. <laughs> anyways, that's that's so that's my answer. It's an it's a niche answer, but it is a James answer. I, I will say like I don't I don't know very much um, about a lot of Marvel like uh, books uh, uh, comic books around that time so I probably am going to lean a little bit more into the you know real life and like recontextualize it in a comic book setting. I mean you it could also be MCU already to be clear like you anything that like you any kind of interactions that you didn't feel like we got enough of you know what I mean. Oh, or anything like that. Yeah. Oh, then like, I would say what? another agent, like another four seasons of Agent Carter set in the 80s would be fine with. Oh, yeah. Though. Sure. No. Okay. Uh, I mean, yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> that's OK, because that's kind of where I was C- expecting could most you, of us to go. Could so you imagine in, in everybody in that like 80s neon? Oh, my yeah. God. It'd be yeah. incredible. Because like you my s- thought was I would love like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but like 
Agents of Shield '80s or something, you know? Right. Um, and it's like, I mean, yes, kind of technically Agent Carter, but like, I still want it to be like I would love, truly, a series that was like Peggy Carter is the director, so she doesn't go out into the field often, but when she does, you know, she's right. kicking ass, obviously. Stark, Pym, mm-hmm. um, like, uh, there's surely other names that we could like go with, like people that we haven't seen yet, or like you know, Everett or, Ross on his way, or Emmett Ross on his way up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Emmer- I mean, like, Emmett or Everett? I think it's Everett. Yeah, the, uh, guy, from, the guy from Black Panther on his way right. up into like the the ranks of stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, sure it's Everett. Yeah. But like, I mean, like, and even like, um, you know, just because we're gonna see him pretty soon, you could also get a young Samuel Jackson. Well, not UK. You know what I mean? You could get a young um, um, Fury. Fury. You know, yeah. what I mean? you could get a young Coulson in there. You know, mm-hmm. you could get. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of like, like older you could introduce young tony stark you could Ooh, definitely like introduce that. young tony stark like he wouldn't be in there a lot but like he for sure would get kidnapped or something oh absolutely you know? i like the idea of colson as an intern Ooh, mm-hmm. I like, or like that. an initiate kind of thing well, like, like it's his in, first in, year in captain marvel that that is his first he's in his first like that's his first sort of couple of days is his first couple of days it was first like they call him rookie Right, but like I, cause, I guess you can call someone rookie for as long as you. I guess like I mean like, my thought was that that was maybe his like one of his first times off of a desk. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So he spends he spends the whole series asking to go along and then being like, no, you'll never be out in the field. This guy, are you kidding me? <laughs> well, I mean, like, okay, so like the the big thing to me would be like you know imagine you're, uh, okay, so it's like this: you you finish. Oh my god! Or even it's just like he's around, but he's finishing up Shield Academy. Okay, you know what I mean. So like yeah, he's like around, that. but like you, you kind of get like little cameos. Yeah, and so maybe he still gets to go out on some missions, but like you know, kind of like Castle, right? He gets like a like a a a, a Kevlar yeah. vest, but instead of saying writer on the back, it would say like you know, uh, you know, uh, a, 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 uh, Academy or no? I'm <laughs> trying to think of like what word you would have on that, like rookie yeah. or, or like you know, infield training or something. Right. Colson sure. would clearly be told, like, you know, hold back, like you're the last one in, or, you know, watch the cars. Right. He's clearly half the time, like, you know, knocking someone out. And they're it's like, Colson. It just says valet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do love the idea of, like, a, 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 a Shield Academy show. Like, that, there's yeah. something there. Yeah. That, I do. That, I, that, that really cool. sounds great. That'd be kind of cool, too. Yeah. Because you could introduce, oh, but you can introduce Melinda May. Oh, yeah. You know, you could have all of these characters and you could still have, again, like, you know, your Starks and your Pims. Because at that point, then they're maybe the cameos. Yeah. Right, and exactly. probably more manageable, you know, money-wise. But, you know. <laughs> um, you just get them on cameo. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. But, like, it would be so cool because you could have all your big stuff, but then, like, eventually, like, yeah. you have, like, the big moment that you need. And so, like, Stark shows up with a couple tech things. Pim goes out in the field as Ant-Man for, like, one or two episodes. You know, like to go out with the crew. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, you could have Janet. It, depending on when you started it, you could like we were talking about this when in that episode where she disappeared. I would True. love yeah, to yeah. have seen more of them doing. Ant-Man oh, and for Wasp sure. Stuff. God, an entire series of. I mean, you know, you could do that animated. Actually, you know what I mean? Like sure. the yeah, what yeah. if uh, animation style. If mm-hmm. you did an entire series of just like Ant Man and and the Wasp, like pre like eighties t- um, time period, that would yeah. rule. Yeah. I would love that. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Vice City. Okay. <laughs> Moscow Knights. 
Ant-Man and the Wasp Advice City. And they just, it's, it's like a podcast. Oh, mm. I like that. Uh-huh. No, you, you're getting that mixed up with Scott Lang. Scott Lang would definitely do that. <laughs> it would be him trying to bring back Pim's 80s. But like right. he's like, advice, right, Pim? And he's like, I'm not doing it. He's like, oh. he's like, he'll come around, guys. It's fine. He'll do it. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll be here. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's so many cool things that like, like, okay, so like the 60s, we had nothing. We had fuck all. Literally off. nothing. You mean like literally nothing. Yeah. 70s, like there's some stuff, but like, I don't know. I wasn't super like. Yeah, it's a lot of origin stuff. We don't really right. have a lot of, yeah. Or, or um, you know, alternate universe kind of stuff. Right. But like. um. I will say I would watch a Rick Stoner t- television program like mm. like with uh what's his name Patrick Warburton as mm-hmm. like I would do it I would do a 70s like very cheap you know sort of sure. cheesy cop show like they did with that one episode the Pearl yep. Hole, whatever yeah Sounds yeah. good to I me I just feel like this Shield Academy thing would be would be mm-hmm. perfect For sure yeah Hey um can I talk about something that 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 kind of bugs me about this scene I like this scene in general but I have one thing that sort of bugs me Okay, Kinda go for it. Bugs you? It bugs me. Huh? Oh, because huh? it's an ant. Because it's an ant. Um, I don't like Peggy's makeup. I feel like it is too much. I feel like they they've they aged her too much. Hmm. And I guess it's been forty years, so she's like sixty five. You know. I okay. I guess. You know what? But... I think you're right in terms of this. She doesn't look that far off from where she is when she, you know, uh, in, in well, 20, hey, whatever, alert, 2015 or something. People, right? people eventually die, right? Like, <laughs> let's be clear. Like, Spoiler alert for life. Yeah. If you didn't know that, <laughs> I hope that I'm not, you know, making you go through an existential crisis. But eventually, if if you don't die in some sort of accident or whatever, like, age does catch up to you and it, sure. it does stop. For now. You know? Yeah. For everyone um, but me. James, I'm so James, sorry. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, yeah. This is, what's that? Uh, Ooh, what's boy, on? this is this we'll, one's we'll, gonna we'll be a. Uh, yeah. We'll deal with this off air. We'll deal with this off air. Yeah, good idea. Um, well, yeah, everyone. Content warning, um, mortality. Yeah, <laughs> everyone and James. Um, what's that? You, I, you said will, something I didn't. You know, I we all out. eventually pass, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, when she does have that moment later in the future, her makeup is not that far different from what it is here. Yeah, and like you could, um, I guess you could say something like, um. You know, sun, no one was really wearing sunscreen, and if she was around, like a lot of radioactive testing and stuff, like maybe her skin sort of took a a beating or whatever. But I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm looking. Howard at Howard Stark looks pretty good for her to look how they've made her look. I, I'm I'm looking at her. I I don't think it's all that bad to be honest with you. And it may be just that, like the way they did the makeup feels weird and if they'd done it today it would look better or something maybe it's just my, me not suspending disbelief for for the way that they did the makeup maybe that's what the problem is yeah she's maybe 95 it, when she dies which is i mean i mean people do live that long yeah but i mean that's i mean she lives a long ass time and if she's gonna live that long she can't be looking you know 95 which is not to say that like this isn't an ageist thing. This is this is no. this is like a depiction of women thing. I guess she looks It's twenty seven years between between this day and when she dies. It's just right? like nearly thirty years. The way they've done her neck feels weird to me. And maybe it's yeah. because 
Michael Douglas, they have de-aged. Yeah, and that is th- her. They've up aged, and they're next to each other. And maybe it's sort of a weird juxtaposition, like, oh no, this TikTok filter is backwards or something. Oh, you know what? Also, it might be actually. I think that maybe if they were going to de-age him digitally, they maybe should have aged her up digitally. Ooh, oh, that might be part because of it. I'm yeah, wondering okay. if Great like because you've got you've got the mix of yeah, you've got the mix of physical like effects versus digital effects. I think you're probably right I because I the, when I watched this episode, I was like, or this this scene, I was like, they did a to me, they did a pretty decent job with with Agent Carter aging her up, and they did a really great job on Michael Douglas. Um, but then Carter. I'm looking at what I say. No, no, no. I yeah, he said saying, aging Carter instead of aging. Oh, I see. Um, but I'm, I'm. You're right. I'm looking at them both next to each other, and you can. It, it does look a little weird. Where you know he's clearly digitally de-aged, and she seems to be practically aged. I just right. and the fact that they didn't have to, or you know, John Slattery is is the age they wanted him to be. Exactly, because he just <laughs> is that. <you> know? <laughs> sure. But you've also established, like you know, uh, Howard Stark's old version is that because the right. right. completely. Iron Man. I mean, I guess he has aged in that he has uh, slenderized his entire skull and gotten much taller. And his <laughs> As you listen, I do think that it, clearly they just never said it. Okay, actually, you know, it would be great for the Shield Academy thing. You age up over time, Dominic Cooper. Yeah, and then he does try to do something with an experiment. Yes, and then when he comes back out of it, he's John Slattery. Yes, and they're like, "Hey," and he's like, "Whoa," and he's like, "I don't," you know, like yes. something kind of goes wrong, and yeah, he's like, "Something feels How do I weird." Look? I I feel like Ship I'm a shape. little taller. He's so good. I, I would love that actually. Yeah, that yeah. would be f- perfect. She's the only woman in the scene. Also, that is and also so I think there's, true. There's something that that might be sticking with me. Mm. Like if 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 there was some sort of theoretical other woman in the story at this point um, that sure. we could use, uh, it maybe it might be good to be like, okay, so see, this is how Peggy aged, and then this is how, yeah, okay, Samantha so, Potts aged. That's that's for bad. sure. It by the way, I'm looking at this now, 1970 to 1968. Right, because I'm thinking like if you go from four uh, from 47 to now, you could kind of maybe see it, right? But if you actually go back and look at the pictures of her in 1976, 1976, this is 13 years ago. Okay, not a single wrinkle on the face. 76. What was she? That's when that's when Captain America uh, sees her in 1970. Is it 1970 or 1976? 70. There's too many numbers, and my brain has gone into a fugue state. Yeah. Endgame is in 1970. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Okay. But see, we do see S.H.I.E.L.D. in 1976. So I was like, did did she make a cameo in... No, I think in my head, I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking Bicentennial uh, was something that would have been around because of Captain America, but that was just an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, yeah, okay. Um, So, yeah, so 70, but... 18 or 19 years. 19 years, yeah. But like, I don't know. It just, it's, it's, I don't know. It's a, it, 20 years. People can change a lot in just two to three. That's true. But, it's fair. Uh, it's weird. Like, um, I think, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's fine. I, it's weird how sometimes, like, even when I was thinking back on, it, I was like, yeah, it is pretty extreme. And then I looked at the picture again and went, well, is it? And then I looked away and then I came back and was like, it yeah. is. And then I looked away and then came back and was like, is it? 
So, and of course, no, I, I want to be very clear. None of this is to say that she looks bad or that aging yes. is bad or whatever. Correct. It's just I'm talking about the makeup decisions, and that's sure. all I'm talking about here. And I think that you hit the nail on the head with digital versus practical. Yeah, I think that's really putting the them thing. side by side. Because when you're not looking at them side by side, she looks incredible. She looks like, yeah, yeah. It's good. Like, okay. And and also separate, Michael Douglas's de aging looks, looks great. great too. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's like separate, her, her makeup is great, but like the second you put them side by side, you're like something's kind of uncanny valley-ish. It yeah. feels like you're illustrating the patriarchy when you put them side by side, where like the mm. man is de aging and the woman is aging up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's like you're, it's like in a textbook. You're like this is an illustration of this. Is you're like this, this is patriarchy? how Hollywood sees people. Right. Yeah. Right. She's right. thirty five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's and that's the that's how they're they're doing this right. Um, anyway, we, this is her daughter. So what is better. going yeah. on? Um, <laughs> I had one more thing, I think. Yep. Besides I have an Avengers ensemble. There was yep. one more thing that happened. Thing. Blah, 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 blah. You, oh, <laughs> I was going to say, I think we're going to talk about the writers and they're very, it's a very skilled set of writers for this movie. Um, and you can tell that because they had the task in this scene of making, he can get super small. You have to make that sound like a threat. He just kicked your ass full size, dot, dot, dot. And then I swear, probably two or three weeks, what's the line where we're like, oh, wow, I see why this superpower is valuable. Because like, what's it going to be like when he tries to kick your ass when he's incredibly small? That doesn't make any sense. It's not a threat. <laughs> right. <laughs> Have you ever gotten your ass beat by an ant? coming. Right, exactly. But It's a great line, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, they save it because, it because you're like, okay, the first part I'm following you, yes. You can't it, see him coming. It, okay, it, I'm with it you. 100, 100% feels like they just did a game of like, you know, finish that line from yeah. whose line is it anyways? Like, all right, let's just keep going. Throw things out. We'll, this went we'll out on the out. street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, someone did just, and then someone's like, when uh, you can't see him coming, they went, wait. Wait. I don't Put it on that. the board. We got to get that on the whiteboard or we're going to lose it, everyone. <laughs> okay. Then here's a question for you. What are other ways... To say this same thing that got rejected. That got okay. rejected? Yeah. Okay. So Don't give the me line, any good ones. The you line is, um, he just kicked your ass full size. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? Dot, dot, dot. I would pitch mm -hmm. this. When his mass is, is taken into such a small amount of size that his density increases to a point where his punches are going to feel like an atom bomb hitting you. Yeah, it's too 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 long. There's a it's lot of wordiness much. there. Yeah. yeah, I just feel that density is not included enough in the, in right, the Ant-Man sure. series. As Colin can attest, that I bring that up every, every time. time. Yeah, yeah. Um, other options were he just kicked your ass full size. What are you gonna do when he's the size of a bug? Oh yeah. Or, sorry. What are you gonna do when he when he uh, when he bugs out? Oh. oh. Do you mean yeah, when he leaves? Yeah, I see. Dang it! Okay, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. What's what? What are you gonna do when an an ant kicks your ass? <laughs> Whose ant? <laughs> Whose ant is it anyway? Oh, yeah. ooh! <clears throat> I can think of two separate franchises that would that would be able to use that uh, game show title. He just kicked your ass full size. Now you're telling me you want a bug to kick your ass? Mm -hmm. Oh, I like that. And what what is this? I have I have I have once one more. Um, he just kicked your ass full size. What are you going to do when he tries to kiss you? 
Oh, that's a different <laughs> okay, movie. Pride Month option. Okay, it's yeah. a different movie though. It is a different movie. Howard uh, Stark, he, an ally. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course he is. Sorry, he's bi. I don't know why I'm. Yeah, yeah. Right. Forgot uh, for just a brief moment. He he just kicked your ass full size. What a what happens when he's fun sized? <laughs> okay, Holly. Uh, Halloween. Halloween option. I like that. I like that fun size. Mm-hmm. Um. Can, if I have we talked about how Dominic Cooper is is by Howard Stark, but John Slattery is straight Howard Stark? I think we have. Yeah, right? we have. <laughs> okay. We talked about that in Endgame, and we I think we said the military did that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Makes sense. Cool. Well, <laughs> he just kicked your ass full size. What are you gonna do? No, no, no. Sorry, he just kicked your ass full size. How would you like if I kicked your ass too? Oh, how would you like good. if I kicked yeah. your Ooh. ass too? And you can look at the stark contrast. contrast yep, I knew Ooh. that was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Hachi Machi. And, and then, then I'll she, carter she, you out. And peg you. So shall we do? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> shall we do what now? Let's move on to the next thing. Okay. <laughs> Let's do Avengers Ensemble. Avengers Ensemble. All right. So we are talking about Ant-Man, the first one. It came out on my son's second birthday on July 17th, 2015. Uh, It is the sixth and last film in phase two of the MCU and the 12th overall. It was directed by Peyton Reed, who I assume hasn't done anything uh, that has been added to his IMDb since we talked about him uh, like two weeks ago or something. So... Uh, we'll, we'll just move on from then. Uh, it was written by three people plus Paul Rudd, who we are having no updates for because, again, we talked about him with Ant-Man 2. So the three people besides Paul Rudd that are credited for writing the, the movie are Edgar Wright, mm-hmm. um, who uh, also wrote uh, Last Night in Soho, which is a movie I watched last night, which is very creepy and it scared me to go to bed uh, last night. So success. Good, good uh, to know. Also, uh, Baby Driver, uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and Shaun of the Dead. Um, he wrote you like music videos, Cornetto but you trilogy, wish right? that they were in movies? What was that? He wrote all of the Cornetto trilogy, right? It's like Shaun of the I Dead, think so. End of the World, or End of the World, and... Hot Fuzz, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I believe God, he did. Hot Fuzz is so goddamn They're good. They're so good. Do you want to know something that's funny that's about to stop this whole podcast? Yeah. I've not seen any of those. I'm just going to go ahead and say you should and move yeah, on. Yeah, you really should. I love the atmosphere that we have on this show. I love it very yeah. much. I, My I'm boss not ga- stopped our know- meeting today when a when our coworker said that she hadn't uh, heard of Cool Runnings before. Um, and talked about Cool Runnings for a long, a lot longer than sure. I wanted to at a meeting this morning. <laughs> this could have been an email. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was on board the Cool Runnings. It's a good movie, but he was on uh-huh. board the we need to find it's out like, who all in our group hasn't seen Cool Runnings, which is a weird HR I mean, uh, thing. To- I, at that point, you just need to rent it and have a, a, a movie day. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's a, now that's a great idea. A team Instead of gets just like together, walkathon yeah. for whatever heart yeah. health or whatever. Let's Screw watch heart cool health. Runnings. We can watch watchathon. Watch. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, shout out to my coworkers that my that are listening to my podcast because my boss won't stop plugging it. Um, <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so, 
Uh, it was also written by George Joe Cornish, um, who the movies that I saw that Joe Cornish wrote that I uh, I know uh, are Attack the Block, which is a fantastic movie, and he's working on Attack the Block Two, which is very exciting. Oh, good. Um, and then Adam McKay uh, is the third person. Um, oh yeah, it's what it's what a killer lineup of writers for this movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, what I wrote down for Adam McKay, uh, don't look up the big short, the other guys, step brothers and anchorman and anchorman Two. Yeah. No, you know, some small movies that are yeah. pretty okay. Yeah. The big short is way better than it has any right to be for the content that it is. Like it's <laughs> just such a fantastic movie about like stock market inside, like right. baseball but trading. It's stuff. also amazing because like, Pretty much everything we've listed is like funny. Yeah. And then there's the big short. Which is funny, but in a different way. Yeah. yeah. Funny haha versus funny. It's, right. Oh, funny no. versus oh, so this is yes. how we've gotten Uh-oh. to the hellscape that we found ourselves in. Um one of so the this things is why that led 2008, us here. My parents were so sad. Do, do you you know we bought this house in two thousand eight? Like I was describing it to my mother in law a couple of days ago as we us buying this house, you know, in Raiders when he goes underneath the sliding door at the beginning and then reaches back to get his hat. You, reaching back reaching to get that? the hat was us getting this house. Yeah, congratulations! <laughs> the last on thing that. before the door. Closed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so then we have one character in this, uh, one actor in this scene that we haven't talked about before, and it is check my notes. The character Mitchell Carson. Played yes. by the actor Martin Donovan. And it is not yeah. Martin Donovan's fault that his name sounds so much like Mitchell like Carson. Like an MCU character? Oh. Like, right. MCU I mean, MDU, which is the I, Martin Donovan universe. I, I do feel that he could take a stage name. Ma- what about he really li- Little Marty Donovan? Perfect. The, the he's, little, he's in his the little 60s, I'm pretty sure. But like Little Ma- Lil Marty Donovan. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this guy... Was in eight episodes of Archive 81. He was in the movie that I really enjoyed, but I seem to be one of the only people. Uh, he was in Tenet, which I really liked. Okay. Um, he was in one episode of Another Life, which I wrote down last night when I was taking my notes because it looked like something that would be comic booky and nerdy, but I have no notes or anything about it. So, you know, who knows? Uh, he was in the 2018 uh, version of Fahrenheit 451. Four episodes of DC's Legends of Tomorrow, one episode of Hannibal, two episodes of Homeland. He was in Silent Hill Revel- Silent Hill Revelation, The Haunting in Connecticut, four episodes of Ghost Whisperer, six episodes of The Dead Zone. He was in the uh, vastly under-talked about movie Saved, exclamation point, uh, one episode of The Adventures of Pete and Pete and Malcolm X, the Spike Lee movie, um, based on the... Uh, I miss uh, for 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 a for a moment there. My brain took a took a jump, and I was like, "The Adventures of Pete and Pete and Malcolm X." The Adventures of Pete and yeah. Pete and Malcolm X was Nickelodeon's uh, like really progressive uh, foray <laughs> into multiculturalism <laughs> that was not popular. No, they were going to they were going to meet Mr. Whipple by any means necessary. <laughs> so that's it for me for Avengers Ensemble. Shall I take us out of here? <laughs> yep. Cool. Please do. Um, Mike, thank you so much for for joining us. Being the thank you uh, for having me. This has been binding incredible. element on our uh, on our show as always. Oh, sorry. No, what what? I'm my notes are upside down. Agent of chaos. Um, and sure, yeah. Disruptive element. Uh, 
basically detergent, it says right here. Basically detergent. I'll take it. Yeah, because of how you break us up. You know, sure. Dirt. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. We really always love have you on, having you on. Uh, as is evident from the first 30 seconds of any recording of the three of us. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back for the last episode of the 80s as exists on June 22nd, 2023. Um, but for now, I am James Anderson. I'm Colin Parker. And I'm Mike Snyder. I'll see you. Oh, wow. A little Doppler I, I, back there. I well, like that, that and I and I, grew, I went from small growing. to big. Right. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And, and then the mic kind of moved. He excels your full size. What are you going to do when you can't hear it coming? Yeah.